From Glitch HQ on Riverside Avenue in hospitable Park Lane in Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Stephen McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. On this, our very first interview episode, we're going to welcome the nice game devs behind Verdant Skies, Beth and Andy Korth, to discuss what it takes to the game through the Steam Greenlight process. And so, if everyone is ready, let's start. But before we do, we're going to learn a little bit about our guests. Tell us who you are and what you're doing here. Hi, my name's Andy Korth. And I'm Beth Korth. And we make the game Verdant Skies. All right. That's Gabe. That's Gabe, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's here for moral support? Yeah, because he's uh, seven months old and no one else will take him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we brought you guys in to talk a little bit about your game and about the Steam Greenlight process, which... You just sailed through recently, is that right? Yeah, we uh, finished Steam Greenlight a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were up for 28 days, and uh, it went pretty smoothly. Um, it kind of went how we expected. Of course, it was kind of a surprise when we were actually greenlit, because there's no warning to it, and you don't have any real criteria of what it requires to actually be greenlit, but it happened, and uh, we're glad it worked out. Oh, that's, that's really good. Um, so what what is the game that you just got greenlit? Verdant Skies, yeah. It's a life simulation game, so it's a little bit in the same genre as Harvest Moon or Animal Crossing. You've landed on a planet, you're colonizing it, and your goal is to build up the colony, do some farming. Um, as you do things on the planet, you'll unlock more uh, colonists who will come, and there'll be different roles, different jobs, and you get to date the people who come to the planet and eventually maybe marry one. Cool, cool. So, um, so how was how was the general process of greenlight? Like, do you have any general advice for people when, when they if they're just starting out? So, the Steam Greenlight process is pretty easy for people. Um, if you're not familiar with Steam Greenlight, what it is is it's a way to get your game up for sale on Steam before you can put your game for sale on Steam. One of the paths to getting there is the Greenlight process, where you Post a game, and people will take a look at it and decide if it's something that they might want to play. So they vote yes or no that they're interested in buying a game like that. And if you get enough yes votes and there's enough interest, after a certain amount of time, um, you'll be voted um, through it. And basically, um, the barrier for entry is pretty low. All you need are uh, a video of your game that shows some gameplay and a couple of screenshots and then some text description. You, don't, you have to have a playable game, but you don't need to show it to anyone at this point, just videos. Okay, cool, cool. Is, so can you give me like one specific thing that you would tell people if they're first starting out their first green light uh, campaign? Yeah, the most important thing is going to be the video. Yeah. So you, wanna, you want a video that's uh, interesting, you know, that tells something of a story through the course of the video and is going to interest people enough in that they would be yeah i could see myself playing this game and that's kind of what kind of the emotion you want to instill in people that yeah i could maybe buy this game at some point i you know i don't know the price i don't care but your primary thing to make is a video that'll really sell them in a pretty short amount of time okay and like how about how long should that video be? I've heard that those would be relatively short. Yeah. Um a lot of people are approaching this through like their discovery queue. 
So they've got 10 games they're going to go through in a couple minutes. They're going to go through the list and then play the game that they actually wanted to play. So yeah, a minute is a pretty good guideline. And uh, if your game, if you don't show gameplay footage or something interesting in the first two or five seconds, people are probably just going to skip on your game and not sit through, you know, logos or something like that. Okay. Okay. So with your video, what what uh, what did you do to prevent that? Like, what was specifically what you put in there to get people to stay past those first five seconds? Yeah, you want to definitely open with gameplay so we open up with a shot of the world that kind of pans through the world and it picks up pace as it goes kind of so the cuts get faster through the video but the very first shot that you see is a really lively looking landscape so we're showing off the really cool art that our artists made for the game and bright colors uh, interesting things to look at um, things that kind of tease what the rest of the game might be about um, so you said that the video is one thing that people should uh, keep in mind with it. What other kinds of things do you absolutely need for green light? Yeah, a couple screenshots. So um, basically, they're just they could be screenshots almost out of the video. Um, we just kind of made extra, you know, take a little consideration to make to show off as many different parts of the game. So we would put different times of day, different weather, different situations, indoor, outdoor. So a couple of screenshots to get mm-hmm. that across. <clears throat> and then there's the text that you have in your um, green light, which is just kind of a short description of the game and uh, um, an idea of what kind of genre that it might fall into. Like people, that seems to be something that's pretty consistently seen on Steam descriptions. Mm-hmm. Genre descriptions. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think that the wording that you use in your description like you have to give some thought to how you're going to market your game before you go up on Greenlight because you want to make sure that your message is consistent. So like we redid our website and stuff before we launched our Greenlight campaign just to make sure that it was kind of all the same on message, that we had our key points that we wanted to hit and that um, the words that we wanted people to like kind of hold on to and like think, oh, that, that hits this nerve or like that makes me feel this. Like we wanted to make sure that they were all uniform. So that's definitely something if you haven't thought about branding before you're going on to green light, I would do before you actually launch. Okay. Well, yeah, that sounds very important. That's something I hadn't considered before. Yeah. There's <laughs> a, there's a lot of meaning that you want to put into a small number of words. So we really agonized over a lot of the minor word choices. It's okay. like writing haikus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so when you guys first um, announced the green light, I remember it being a whole big shebang. You guys announced it at uh, IGDA, or what's, what, what does IGDA stand for again? In- International yeah. <laughs> Game Developers Association. Thank you. Steven asked the same thing last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll learn one of these things. Um, but um, yeah, so there was a big announcement there and you announced it on Slack. And so our, our whole uh, Minnesota game dev community was trying to put the word out there that day and the day or the next day. Um, did you find that that initial push was very helpful for you? Yeah, we definitely had an initial bump. And, you know, we had a. Uh, we had a mailing list established of like 80 or so people who are interested in the game. Um, so we sent out a mailing at the exact same time as the IGDA meeting. And, you know, we had a lot of friends in IGDA and they all have Twitter. So we had tweets ready to send out that people could retweet. So it was, it was a pretty, you know, push all at once, 
kind of thing, even though we didn't have a lot of really big stuff going on at that exact time. Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about the local community is that um, they're willing to give you that boost. So like we knew if we shared with our friends in the game dev community that they would push that on their Twitters. Uh, we posted on Facebook and some of the um, groups like the Midwest game developers, both of them. And uh, <laughs> I think on Glitch and I think we might have even on IGDA and stuff just so that like everybody who may have already seen the game and was already invested in like what we were doing could see that we were ready to push and then hopefully give us a little bit of a boost too. Okay. Okay. So it sounds like it was really helpful to do that. Just yeah. have all of that impact right away. And then, and it also, you know, you, you get some nice, well thought out comments right away. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not an empty, empty barren comment section when people come in. And I think that really helps people's mindset uh, when they see other people there. We're being polite. Yeah, the difference, it seems, between Greenlight and, say, Kickstarter, which they've been compared to a lot, is that with Greenlight, you get some attention guaranteed, right? You get sort of some discovery that happens. Uh, how much of that, just that sort of natural, just being on that front page, how much did that matter to you guys? Or, or was it more important, the actual efforts you did to get people to it? I'm actually not 100% sure. Like, with, I can't give you concrete numbers or anything like that. Um, but I think you're up on that first, like, three days or something, I think I heard. I don't remember why I heard that. But it's, yeah. like, three days or a week that you're, like, actually in anybody's discovery queue. And then, like, basically it's up to you to push. So I think that initial part where we had, um, like, our organic network as well as the um, Greenlight community involved is the only reason that we actually got Greenlight. Because if you look over time, we didn't, like, shoot up over any period of time we got a really big hit at that first couple of days and then we just kind of petered off and sat there um we did see a bump when that guy uh sky storm shout out to our youtube fan um <laughs> when he played his video to his followers we did get a little bump there but mostly it was kind of flat and plateaued after that initial couple days yeah you you really see um i, I did look at our google analytics for our steam Greenlight page and there is a lot of stuff that comes through from that discovery queue, and it does really only stick around for, like, we had, like, two days or so, two or three days. It kind of depends on where the day falls, the hours fall across the day. But, yeah, that drives a lot of traffic, so <clears throat> you want to make sure you've got your highest quality stuff for those people because, um, you know, they're voting. They, they don't know your game from anything in particular. It's just another game in the list for them. So we had a pretty good percentage um, of yes votes out of those people. Um, and once you've kind of spent your discovery queue, then, yeah, you're on your own for promotion. I guess to add on to that a little bit, um, if you have updates that you're planning, I think that is the important part is to make sure that you do have your best material up when you launch so that you do get that discovery queue the most out of that. But then I think updating or like we responded to some of the comments, keeping that engagement helps like them tell their friends that may not have had your game in the discovery queue, but maybe they're like, hey, I found this, you know, and like kind of refer you a little bit if there is something that like helps you to stand out. Okay. Okay. So did you, um, so you guys had this initial put uh, this initial push, did you plan this date out ahead of time? Did you feel like this was the right time to push for the green light? Um, probably. Uh, 
you know, we, we planned in advance a little bit. We didn't, we didn't like make an effort to line it up with holidays or anything like that. It's, we don't have that like level of sophistication. Um, but it worked out. I think it worked out pretty well for us. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I made them do green light. <laughs> we, we were ready and it was kind of one of those things where I felt like we needed that like uh, morale boost. Mm. So I said, oh, we're signed up for IGDA next month. Maybe we should announce our green light. And so we did. Okay. Yeah, it's, it was like a deadline that we weren't like totally, it was like, it was a rush to get ready for it, but I think we pull it off and it's good to have deadlines like that sometimes. <laughs> so how did, how did you know it was the right time? I saw how well the game was coming together and how like we were super proud of what we had, but I felt like we were kind of not really getting that affirmation from like other out side sources and mm. I thought if we go up on green light that'll kind of be the test right if people are like yes votes then that'll give us that feel good to keep pushing and get it more done because um, that's one of the things that I think about game dev that's dangerous is just keep going and iterating and iterating until you think it's perfect and maybe you'll never make a game yeah we, we had a lot of good looking stuff done in the game that we haven't hadn't shown to people yet until we did the green light and then it was available to the world so it was I knew it was ready in that regard and you know, we're really finalizing, you know, we finalized the art style. We knew that's what the game's going to look like. We have a bunch of, you know, not every art asset in the game is done, but we have enough that we can create completed scenes that look good to show to people. And a lot of, you know, your green light, since it's not a gameplay demo, it's, it's green light is a video, essentially. A lot of that weighs on your art abilities. Those initial comments that you got that sort of like little boost of morale, I mean, what what form did those take? Did you get a lot from genre fans? Did you get people saying, oh, I never thought I'd be interested in a game like this? What was the, what was the makeup of your audience? We had a surprisingly num large number of people who were interested in like the genetic uh, manipulation in the game. So in Verdant Skies, one of the things you can do is you can collect a bunch of different, say, seeds for sunfruit, kind of like a tomato analog on this alien planet. And you can mix together different seeds and look at their traits and properties and you know, crossbreed them essentially in order to make for to breed for specific traits and to make a better plant. And people were really excited by that, I guess just because they hadn't seen something like that in a game in this genre before. So we got a lot of comments about that. Um, a lot of people who really loved the artwork, a lot of people who um, were really enthusiastic about just the genre, more games in the genre in general. So with with your with your green light campaign, what did you feel was most important and what did you feel was not as important as you thought it would be yeah i'm gonna go back and say you know the video was key and i spent a lot of time you know i spent a couple days on it and even at the end i feel like oh i you know i would have you know you're putting the video together and when you're watching it you think oh i want to refilm this scene and uh make make it shorter and make sure there's not you know this click in here that takes time and you know, it's it's good because we had more content that we wanted to put in the video that we were able to fit in a one minute video. But uh, uh, the video was really important, and I think it worked out well. As far as something who that's not as important as we thought, it's hard to say. Was, I it, was it all important? I feel like Short it's answer. all important, right? <laughs> like you want to make sure that you have your branding and stuff, your your words down that you're going to continue to use throughout your like sales campaign and stuff, and. The video is definitely important, and I think, I don't know, if we had the opportunity to redo the video, I might 
change some of the like rain scenes and night scenes because that was one of the comments first off was people were like, oh, this looks all washed out. What happened to verdant skies? And it's like, well, that's at night. No, stop. It's beautiful. I promise. So um, think really hard about what you put in your video and how somebody who doesn't know anything about your game is going to like perceive it. Okay. Yeah, I was excited to like put in some rain scenes because I had just finished programming that and looked great. But then you realize that, you know, if you put in a lot of that stuff, you know, your game's looking dark all the time. So you have to consider that people are seeing the game without, uh, you know, without any context. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to focus on that. Um, so what surprised you the most about your campaign? I was surprised that somebody on YouTube with a bunch of followers just found us. <laughs> like, it was really surprising to get an email from him. And then the, like, to actually have people posted in the comments section on our green light, hey, we, we came from Skystorm's uh, channel or whatever and stayed because the game's beautiful and stuff like that. So that was like really kind of cool to me because I thought we were going to have to send like builds to YouTube people and like ask Twitch streamers and stuff like that. But we did get several... like people reach out to us asking about stuff. So hmm. that was really awesome. Like, I think I feel lucky for that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, his video was great. You could tell he, he put together a video based on the content of our blog posts. And he went through every single blog post and grabbed every screenshot and, you know, was reading the text over in the side of the screenshots to kind of infer how some of the genetic modification features worked and all of that. So he was really invested in figuring out all the little details. So it was super excited to... He was so excited. It was great to see someone that excited about our game. Cool. Um, so what is next for you uh, after the Greenlight campaign and being successful? Well, we uh, just had a really big push. We were at Gamers Rhapsody uh, last weekend, and we had a playable build there, and that generated a lot of um, bug fixes to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of uh, little tweaks, little things that people would find that where we could make the game better. Mm. And a lot of those are going really fast. And the next step after that build is to uh, do some of those fixes and then send a build to our YouTube uh, personalities. We were actually expecting to still be in green light and we were going to use the YouTube um, the first round of you know YouTubers playing the alpha use that to support our green light campaign, but we got green lit, so we're gonna um, make sure everything's good, send it to them, and just use that to build hype, basically. Awesome. Okay. And when are you thinking about releasing the game? That's oh the, no, that's the question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When yeah. it's finished, <laughs> when it's isn't that the answer? <laughs> um, we have a lot of. You know, Verdant Skies is a content-heavy game. There's a mm -hmm. lot of story in it. Right. So, uh, like, a lot of the mechanics are good, and people are really excited to play the build that they had at Gamers Rhapsody, but um, there's still a lot of work to do for sure. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's really Sometime hard to next say. Year. Sometime next year, hopefully. Yeah, it, it better be. It better be, yeah. Of, yeah. We're just dragging on. But yeah, we have a lot of art assets to do still, and then there's a lot of narrative content still, because right now we have four full um, portraits and sprites for the four NPCs. The, the first four characters that we you want can unlock in the 12. Yeah. Yep. So it's only a little bit of the way done. And as far as content for their like um, story arcs, I only finished like the first quarter of an arc, so there's a lot of writing left to do. And Gabe <laughs> says, "Yeah, if I let you, right?" <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So yeah, it'll, it'll depend on how, how much Gabe lets us work. All right. Um, so our listeners will likely want to learn more about uh, you and your game. Where can we do that? Yeah, check out the webpage, verdantskies.com. Um, from there, you can join the mailing list. We send out about one update a month, and that's really development-focused. What's what new? What have we finished in the last month? Um, you can also follow the links there to the Steam Green Light and follow the game on Steam. And uh, we've got blog posts there as well. So. So anywhere you want, you'll get the news. All right. Thanks, guys, for coming in. We'll put all that in the show notes. If you missed it, uh, sailing by, lots of information. Thank you for a little bit of insight. I know a lot of our listeners are waiting on pulling that trigger, and hopefully this will give them a little bit more confidence, a little bit more clarity uh, going forward. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. a lot. Yeah, thank you. That's our show. If you haven't already, subscribe to Nice Games Club in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to give it a good review if you liked it or are nice like us. It's incredibly important for new shows like ours to get noticed, so spread the word. We also want to hear directly from you, so follow us on Twitter and all the other things at Nice Games Club. Let us know how we're doing, send us your topics, and ask us your questions. Lastly, you can find more about the show and your nice hosts, as well as all the links and notes from this episode at NiceGames.club. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.